Okay. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We are live with my brother and my friend, Pastor Hans Aneke. Uh, tonight, we're going to be sharing on leadership and entrepreneurship. Leadership and entrepreneurship. Could you please introduce yourself, sir? Okay, well, like uh, you have said, I, first and foremost, I want to appreciate you for for the privilege to be part of this program, for allowing me your great platform. I want to thank you for you know the good work you are doing. I want to thank you for your consistency. Uh, I, I, I must tell you that uh, you are you are building a legacy. You are, you are touching the lives of people, and uh, I, I really appreciate what you are doing. So. Uh, Introduce myself. My name is High Science Energy Aneke. Uh, well, what do I do? I don't want to make this show about me, okay? But I, like, I, like, once I've read in my profile, I'm a member of the John Maxwell team. I'm an entrepreneur. Basically, what I do is I help, you know, uh, other entrepreneurs, you know, launch and grow their businesses. That's that's what I do. Wow. Okay. So, how did you find it? How did you find yourself in leadership? Okay, I think it's a long story. It's a story of, uh, you know, trying to discover myself, okay? Uh, early in life, I've always wanted, you know, to make my life count. I've always wanted, you know, so there's what this driving me. But the problem, I can hear some feedback. All right? Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, all right. So the problem was yes, that... Yeah, I didn't know what it was, and I didn't know how, okay, you know, to uh, channel myself to get what I want. But what I knew was that I wanted, you know, to make a difference. I wanted my life to come, okay? So I felt that it was about money, okay? So and the only way I knew, you know, how to make money was to get a high-paying job, all right? So uh, right from uh, NYC, I felt that the only thing I needed to do to get a, a high paying job was to get a good education. So after my NYC, I went straight to Investor of Lagos to do my MBA. Then, then I got a job, my first job, as my main trainee in Guinness. Okay, so I was chasing the money. Then I was in Guinness for like four years. I felt that the salary was no longer enough. Why? Because my expenses always grow to meet my income. So I moved to the financial industry. Okay, so I was there. Yes, the money was good for a start, you know, but the scope of, uh, I was, you know, I was doing IT for them. I was doing IT for Shell. I was doing IT for the financial uh, financial uh, uh, co company that I joined. But I, the, the, the scope of their business was very small, okay? So I didn't see the potential for growth. So I left there after a year to the oil company, all right? So one of the things that why one of the things that happened why I knew that I had a challenge was that just about two months after the, I joined the oil company, okay, I I started looking for for a job, and the boss that I was working with at that time knew that I have a knowledge problem because I've told him my career history. I left Guinness to the financial sector, then to the oil sector. And two months into the oil sector, I was already writing application. So he gave me a book. And the book was The Richest Man in, in Babylon. 
So I said, right, you know, read, I read the book. Basically, what the book talked about was that for everything you earn, you must not spend more than 90%. 10% must be for savings and investment. So I started doing that. Eventually, I was able to begin to solve my money problem, but the gap was there. Okay. And I didn't know what it was. So I always needed to be motivated to go to work in spite of all the money that I'm being paid. The motivation was not there. Always have to encourage myself. So I sat back, okay, and I found out what was the issue. And I discovered that the issue was that right from, you know, my childhood, the society only, always dictate what I should do, okay? They say, go to primary school, go to secondary school, you know, go to university, get a good job. So at that point, I'll stop. I've climbed the ladder to where, how far the society has defined it. But I never defined, you know, a future for myself. It was based on a society expectation. So at that point, I, I got to what I call the peak, and I couldn't make. So I started finding that what was the problem. But, you know, but again, I was volunteering in church, and I wasn't getting paid. I was being paid millions of naira in, in the oil company. I wasn't satisfied. And, I, you know, I was volunteering in church, and I was getting the satisfaction. And I discovered that the difference was that in Shell, I was working with machine. I was working with technology. I was doing IT for Shell, you know, but in, in my volunteer work in, uh, in church, I was, you know, I was working with people, you know. So that's why I started connecting that, you know, my, my calling in life, you know, my purpose in life has to do with people, has to do with how can I better the life of people. And that's how, you know, in the course of, uh, of my searching, I, you know, I, 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 I started following John Maxwell, reading, his, you know, his book and, you know, what his life was resonating with the vision I have for my life. And that's how, you know, I enrolled for the John Maxwell certification program. And that's where my journey started. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. So you work with, what other companies did you work for? Okay, so I started my career with uh, with Guinness Diageo Group. That was where I started from, Guinness Nigerian PLC. And then after that, one day I was in the office and uh, one of my supervisors brought a, a an advert, okay, done by PricewaterhouseCoopers for a financial uh, firm. I think they know, so I went for the interview and all that. Of course, all I was looking for was salary. The salary was like double what I was doing in Shell. And that's how I moved to FSDH. So I was in FSDH for about a year plus or so. I discovered that their scope of operation was small if I want to do IT, okay, because they have limited IT in their operation. You know, it was from there I moved to I moved to the oil company shell. Wow, amazing, amazing, amazing. Your story is so fascinating. Now, I just want to ask you very quickly, what's the relationship between leadership and entrepreneurship? Okay, I mean, there's so much, so much relationship between leadership and entrepreneurship. Okay, so let me narrow it down to uh, uh, what John Maxwell said. John Maxwell said, everything rises, you know, or fall with leadership. Everything. That includes business. That includes entrepreneurship. So I'll take, you know, three relationships between uh, business and entrepreneurship. Let me start with the first one. Is that what is business about? Okay, I keep telling people, especially for younger people that want to go into entrepreneurship, it is not about you. It's not about the money you want to make. It's not even about your product 
or your services. Yes, you won't compete if you don't have awesome products, but it's not about your product, it's not about your service. Entrepreneurship and business is about the needs of people, it's about others, okay? And the same thing with leadership. Leadership, in leadership and business, you can't afford to be selfish, all right? Okay, so leadership is about others. So what is lead that leadership? Sometimes when I want to break the ice and trying to test the understanding of people about leadership, one of the questions I ask, even with the C-suite executive, to find out whether they really truly understand leadership. And I ask the question, can a man lead God? Okay, when I ask the question, can a man lead God? And oftentimes they say it's not possible. A man cannot lead God. And so I'll tell them that yes, your understanding of God is right, but your understanding of leadership is not correct. Okay, because leadership is about influence. And what is influence? Influence is to touch the hearts before you ask for the hand. So the reason we pray, the reason we obey God is to touch God's heart, you know, before, you know, you ask for God to do something for you. So when you say you are, the same thing is true about, you know, entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship is that for you to ask for their money, okay, you must, you know, give them value. Okay, you must give something that they like. So one, the first similar relationship is that they are both about people, about how you know to create value for people. Because when you do that, you get their followership in terms of uh, leadership, in terms of business. When you do that, you get their money. Wow. So it's all about you know delivering value, you know, mm. so that you can get the kind of response that you want. Mm. Two, the second, you know, so is about trust. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so the people, in terms of business. People don't buy products. People don't mm. buy services. People buy people. Mm. Wow. If they buy into you, they will buy your products. But if they wow. don't buy into you, they will not buy your products. The same thing mm. with leadership. Before they can mm. buy your vision, they must buy into you. Wow. So it's you know same thing. So for leadership, for anybody to buy your vision, they must buy into you. All right. But if mm. they don't buy into vision, they don't you know buy into you. So I talk about trust also. In business, you know, people buy from people they know, people they like, people they trust. They need to like know you, they need to like wow. you, they need to trust you before they can buy from you. So the goal of entrepreneurship wow. is for you to become a trusted advisor. This goal of leadership mm -hmm. is also for you to build trust so that people can follow you. John Maxwell said, mm -hmm. when you say you are leading and you have nobody following you, what are you doing? You are just taking a walk. So those are any relationship, but those are the few I want to share because of our time. Awesome, awesome. If you're just joining us, I've been speaking with uh, I call him Pastor. Well, is the pastor in the in the spiritual realm? Is the pastor, you know, really presented to God, but in the business world, you know, is known as I sent and naked. Um, is is a very versatile gentleman. Is a, a certified John Maxwell speaker trainer. He's also worked with uh, Shell, he's worked with FSDH, he's worked with Guinness. And so uh, it's showing up at a time like this. Now, very quickly, um, I just want us to uh, speak to your book, your uh, latest book. Uh, can you tell us about your latest book on entrepreneurship? Yeah. You feature okay. three people in that book. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just tell us. So, yes. So the book is basically uh, my own way 
of sharing my story, my experience, and ensuring that people don't make the mistake that I've made and trying to give them a proven model they can use to build business. So the name of the book is Start Out to Fortune. Okay, it has two sessions. Okay, the first session basically is for mindset shift so that people can understand what business is all about. So what, like I said earlier, okay. business, you know, one of the quotes that resonates with me all the time I look at it was a quote by Winfrey, of, uh, Oprah Winfrey. Oprah said, the reason I've been so financially successful is because for one minute, my focus has never been on money. For one minute, you know, in 2019, I checked the network of, you know, Oprah Winfrey. It was $2.9 billion. So if somebody that is wow. worth $2.9 billion said that the reason that he was this success, successful financially is that his focus has never been one minute on money. That tells us wow. that this is not about money. Okay, so the first session of the book tells people that business is about the value you create, the result you help people create. So when it comes to your focus, your focus must be the needs of the people. Your focus must be what are their needs, you have what it takes to, you know, to meet those needs. That's the first focus. Once you get that right, what happens? They will release their money for you. So that's the first session of the book. But the main title of the book, the main, you know, uh, focus of the book is the five-phase value thinker business model, okay? Wow. The first phase has to do with how do I discover a business opportunity? Wow. How do I know whether the opportunity is right, okay? So how do we generate business ideas on demand? So the book talks about seven different ways that you can generate business ideas on demand, test it whether it's right for you, test it whether it's even first a business, and be sure that wow. you know that is the right business for you. Okay, so that's the first phase. So if you mm -hmm. go through the book, you know you will be able to generate countless number of business ideas on demand, and be able to mm -hmm. test them whether they are right for you, whether they have enough market size. Because that's that's the first first phase. Second wow. phase okay, after you have discovered the idea, okay, is what I call the lean and fast startup you know model. So that's the second phase. I mean, a lot of people want mm -hmm. to start a business. They will build a warehouse, okay? They will buy, you know, uh, you know, trailer loads of goods and services without being sure that there's one person out there that is interested in the product. Mm. So the start phase is actually, you know, product development such mm. that you don't have to spend all your money. All you do is, you know, you release what I call, you know, the minimum viable product. When I mean minimum viable product, in terms of time, in terms of, money you know so this can be just an offer that you send out there describing your product describing the benefits to okay to the customers and trying to find out if people are ready to buy it at that price point even without you know spending money spending time in the product development so this minimum viable product can just be a sample so what do you do you are trying to see how the market re reacts to it for example how would you people feel if before they spend their first, you know, their first dollar on their business development, they are able to get order without even, you know, spend. there are people who come and advertise a product out there. They've not, they've not developed the product. They just wanted to find out if people like it, if people will buy it, if it's what people like. So they get feedback. So the start phase is an iterative 
you know, product development that takes into consideration the needs of the people. Okay, so once you get that right, you know, you are assured that people out there are ready to pay for the value you are bringing to the market. Is at that time you begin to expend time and resources in trying to build the structure of the business. Okay, I hope I'm still with you. I think I lost you, so I hope they can still, still hear me. Okay, so that's the time you spent, okay, in trying to see how you can develop, you know, and build a structure for your business. So at this point, what do you do? Okay, this is a time, the third phase is the build phase, because if you get the start phase right, if you get the product development right, very soon you are going to grow to the point that you need, okay, to put a business development in place, you know, that will deliver the product to the customer. So that is the, 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 the build phase. You know, the fourth phase, okay, so now you are building your prototype. The first phase is the phase where you systemize your processes, your key business processes that will deliver in those products to your customer. The goal of this is to ensure that, you know, you are building a business that can work without you. Then after you are delivered the prototype, the next phase is the phase where you begin to duplicate the prototype. So that's what the book is all about in a nutshell. I, see, I hope I see how uh, my brother online. Are we, are we still there? Yeah, I'm so sorry. My internet went off. Okay, yeah. all right, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I want to apologize. Please go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, in a nutshell, uh, what that means is that you have the start phase. The start phase is, you know, you have the discover phase. That's where you discover the business idea. You have the start phase, which is the product development that takes into account, you know, the user, yeah, the customer's requirements. So it's an iterative process where you get the customer requirement in building. So by the time you are done, you have built a business or you have built a product that people are actually looking for and are willing to pay for. And once you get that right, the moment you get that right, yeah, you want to ask a question here. Yeah? yeah, I want to, I want to, to, um, to speak to the book, your book. Um, you featured uh, Ubon King, you know, the late Ubon King. Uh, who passed on yesterday, you know. What was your relationship with him, you know? Um, you know, very sad, very sad, very sad event. Uh, we celebrate, you know, his legacy now, you know, we're speaking about his legacy. Um, why did you feature him in your book? Okay, I, I think uh, first and foremost, may so rest in peace. This is a very, uh, uh, very sad moment for, uh, for me particularly, uh, my prayers are with his family members, his wife and his children. Uh, I met Ubon King in Lagos Business School. We we're both doing uh, executive programs in Lagos Business School. He was actually, you know, two classes ahead of me. You know, but he happened to be the president of his class. And, I'm the, you know, he was the president of his class and I am the president of my class. So that automatically made us, you know, members of the Alumni Governing Council. So we're both members of LBS alumni council you know he is transited from paid employment to entrepreneurship before me 
So when I was transiting, okay, it was one of the support structure that I have. All right, so we share a lot of things together. We share the same value together. He has passion. I mean, he, I, for people that know him, they know that he's full of passion, he's full of energy. You know, he's about people's development. He wants people to be more. So those are the kind of things, you know, that uh, he understands value. He needs to create value for people and do business with integrity. And he has poured all his life in trying to make the life of others better. So those are the things that, that the values that we shared together, the value that people, you know, can be more, people can do better than where they are, and that we have both have a calling, you know, to ensure that people do better. So, I, you know, his business principle resonates with what the book says. So when I was doing the book, himself, Audrey, and some other people were one of the first people that helped review the book. And you know, the, 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 what the book talked about resonated with their, you know, their values and, you know, their model for building their own businesses. So they cut it into the book. Okay, so and he was supposed to be part of the launch. He was supposed to be a speaker at the launch. Okay, uh, and uh, a day before the launch, he sent me a test and said, my body is broken. I won't be able wow. to make it. I didn't wow. know that this is how it was going to end, you know, but after that test, he didn't get to take my call. He didn't get to, you know, to respond to my test. I only woke up, you know, this morning to hear that he passed yes yesterday. I celebrate his life. I celebrate his impact. It's not about how long you live. It's about the impact we have left behind. And his impact will remain evergreen. He's touched a lot of life. And I, today, I want to celebrate Uber King. Wow, wow. During the lockdown, I just stumbled into... Can you hear me properly? I can hear you very well, yeah. During the lockdown, I stumbled onto him on Instagram. And uh, he was always coming up every day, you know, speaking from his car, sharing about, you know, entrepreneurship, about leadership. And, you know, I, it just it just struck me as somebody very, uh, uh, you know, very, very sharp, you know, uh, amiable person. And uh, that was how I followed him. Um, and even for me, it's like a personal loss, you know, is um, uh, somebody that is very vibrant. Um, you know, is somebody that is also, um, you know, he touches every sec every sector, you know, every every area of the society. Even he has a foundation, reaching out to the to the less privileged and so on and so forth. Although you know, he lived a very short life, you know. But concerning, you know, in your book, you said startup models to success. What can you speak to that area where you featured him in your book? I mean, Ubon King, yes. Okay, so I mean, for a lot of people uh, who uh, have followed Uber King, he's not, uh, he, he always share his story about his uh, startup to fortune, how he started to build his business. He said, I mean, the story was that first and foremost, he, he went out, you know, to start his business, renting an office and all that. At the end of the day, he couldn't pay for the office. So he has to come back, you know, to his house and started from the bedroom, okay? So, I mean, that's the point. The point is that I, you know, in the start phase of your business, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to break the bank. You don't, you don't have, you know, to uh, spend all your hard-earned savings, you know, because, you know, you want to start, you know, because why? Every venture, every business and experiment, and you don't want to spend all your resources, you know, trying to make an experiment because you are not sure whether, you know, the business is going to succeed. 
And, you know, so that's that little beginning where it started from his bedroom, okay, and be able to build, you know, million-dollar business from his bedroom is one of that area that resonates with startup to fortune. Okay. Yeah. So that's 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 the bit. So he was supposed to share with us his, his startup story. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other speakers were supposed to build on or build on that. Unfortunately, uh, we couldn't get him, you know, in the program. All right. But I, I mean, we are grateful to God for the life that he lives. We are grateful mm -hmm. to God for the impact that he made. And I know that his his impact lives on yeah, because of mm -hmm. the people he has developed. Okay. So I mean, like John Max always tell us. Legacy is not in the institution that we build. Legacy is not in the building that we build. Legacy is in the people that we build. And he has succeeded in building a lot of people, helping a lot of people discover their purpose in life. And for me, that's that's great legacy that we live on. Wow, wow, amazing. Now, in this your book, uh, uh, you know, you, you feature three people in your book. You know, um, Emeka, is it Emeka Undu? Emeka Undu, yeah. Yeah, uh, Joy Audrey Azibu, yeah. and um, also um, the late Ubon King. No, why Why was it just these three people that you featured in your book? No, I, well, they, they were not. Okay, so I mean, this is uh, this is what happened. Okay, so after I did my book, okay, I, 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 I got a lot of people who have built successful businesses, you know, to review this. Okay. So Audrey was one of the people that reviewed it. Ubon King was another person. Emeka uh, Undu uh, was another person. Uh, Nandi Ezigbo of Slots was another person that reviewed it. Okay. All right. So we we're supposed to get five of people. How about 10, 10 people who have done well in business who did a review of the book? All right. Okay. So we're supposed to have five of them talk about the different phase of the business. Okay. Unfortunately, the other people were not available, but they were the three people that were available at the time that we needed them. So that's wow. why those three people, yeah. So these are the people that, okay, they like the what the, the what you know the the book is teaching, and it resonates with okay the way they build their business, the way they find for success. As a matter of fact, Audrey said that if he had had the book twenty four years ago when he started, or twenty seven years ago when he started. He would have cut short his learning curve in terms of time, effort, and money. Okay, wow. so that's what it is. If I, Pastor Maker just uh, ordered about uh, 50 copies of the book. Wow. Okay, for, you know, people that uh, attend network entrepreneurship uh, because of the value that they see, see in the book. Yeah. Wow, wow. Amazing. Amazing. Now, what are some of the ways that an entrepreneur can improve on leadership skills? Okay, so I mean, for everything, I think uh, one of the people that I followed early in my life was uh, Jim Rohn. Okay, and Jim Rohn used when it wants to talk about personal development because the only way that you can improve either in leadership or is you know you must continue to grow on it on it on it on a continuous basis. Okay, and uh, Jim Rohn asks, why are some people paid? Okay. Uh, $80 million per annum, all right? And some people are doing the minimum wage. What's the difference? Hmm. The difference is the value, okay? Is how valuable they are to the marketplace. Hmm. And Jim said, you can be a valuable market, you know, members of your family. You can be a valuable member of your, your church, 
Okay, if I, before God, everybody is, has the same value. But in the marketplace, if you are not so valuable, okay, you don't get paid much. Okay, right? So how do you, so the question is that, is it possible, okay, to increase your value in the marketplace and get paid twice? As much as I'm getting paid now? You know, the answer is yes. He says, what about 10 times? What about AI? So you find out that the only way you can improve, okay, in leadership and entrepreneurship is daily personal development. The more you keep growing, I keep telling people, there's no potential in any business. There's no potential in any product. The only thing that has potential is people. Okay? So if you want to grow, you can't give what you don't have. You must keep adding to yourself on a continuous basis. The essence of growth is for you to make contribution. So the only way I know, okay, to improve yourself as a leader or as an entrepreneur is to keep adding to yourself. The more you grow yourself, okay, and your team, the more you have contribution to me. Like Jim said, for example, what would be, okay, the state of your business if the testimony are out there about your business that they, they've got a good heart? Hmm. How do you get good hearts? Okay, it's by developing yourself. So the only way I know, okay, you know, to become a better leader and a better entrepreneur is to keep developing yourself. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Wow. We've been sharing powers tonight with um, my friend and my brother, Isaac and Nikki, and we'll be talking about leadership and entrepreneurship. Um, very engaging. Now, I just want to ask, um, what are the consequences of um, an entrepreneur not having leadership skills? Okay, so uh, I don't know who said that, but it is said that 99% of failure is leadership is character failure. Okay. 99% of all leadership failure is character failure. Okay. I mean, imagine it. What will happen? Some people say they have business or they have a company but they are alone. But one does not make a company. Okay, all right? It's only when you have a team that you can say you have a company. And the only way you can get, you know, the up maximum value from your team member to be able to achieve the results you want to create is your ability to be able to touch their hearts so that they can really, you know, bring their hands to the, to the game. So that they can just, you know, bring their, more of their potential to the table so that the team can achieve the result yeah so the consequences of you know not being able you know to grow yourself in leadership or not being a good leader is that you won't get the best of your people all right i tell people for example you know when your your leader or your your boss or your head of department or you know the person that is in charge of your organization say you should come come to work on saturday or on sunday are you going to go to work because you know, if you don't go, he will penalize you? Okay? Or because you think that you owe him? Because he's touched your heart and you say, I can do anything for this boss. That's the difference. Okay? You find out that when you grow in leadership, when you know how to lead your team, people will wholeheartedly, with joy, you know, bring their, their self fully and wholeheartedly to, to, the, to, the, to the assignment and, you know, collectively, the team can create the result that they desire. Hmm. Wow, amazing, amazing. 
So leadership is about entrepreneurship is about people. Entrepreneurship, leadership is about people. The reason you are there is because the result they want to create. In fact, some of people bring you know product to the market, hmm. and at the end of the day, they get the feedback that the, the customer is the king. They were the one that determines the product you bring to the market. So if you don't take them into consideration, so like tell people, in trying to bring any product to the market, the first thing you need to find out is that, is there a real need in the market? Is there a real people need in the market? Okay, so that's the first thing. You need to be able to identify the result that people want to create, okay, the needs that they have. Then the second question you ask yourself is that, can I provide this need? Okay, you know, uh, better than people that are doing that in the market. Because like I said, told you, I, I think we were chatting yesterday also, I said two reasons that people buy, or two questions people ask when they want to buy your product is, why should I buy this product? You must answer that question. The next question they ask is that, yes, if you're able to ask, answer the question, why should I buy this product? The next one is that, why should I buy from you? Why should I buy from the next person? So you must answer the question, why should I buy this from you? Okay, and you know, why should I buy the product at all? Then the next one, why should I buy it from you? Once you have the answer to those two questions, you find out that you know you'll be able to succeed. You know, with your so you are telling that you know my product meets real needs of people, and I have a superior way of of, of fulfilling those uh, those needs. Amazing, you know, in selling, you know, selling is uh, about identifying a need. And yeah. fulfilling that need, you know, you, had, you must be able to identify the gap, yes. you know. Um, so um, you, you, you just hit the nail, hit the the uh, nail on the head. Now, we, we, we've listened to you um, speak about leadership, you know, entrepreneurship. Who are your top five entrepreneurs, you know, all over the world? Okay. Uh... That's a, a difficult one. I have never considered it. Okay, all right, but like, uh, yeah, I, I have never considered the top. You know, but what I do really is that at every stage of my life, okay, I look for people, okay, who are excelling at that stage. So I might not be able to tell you, you know, I have five people end to end. Okay, who, who you know I've admired how because I've not looked at them end to end. Okay, you know, yeah. So, but at every point in time, okay. For example, when I told you that one of the reasons that I brought Uba King to my to review my book, you know, was the start phase of my model, the five phase value thinker business building model. Okay, all right. Then I mean, when when I brought Audrey, Audrey is somebody who okay who does business based on ethics and value. Hmm. All right, okay. Of course, you know uh, Pastor Emeka also. All right, so those those are the things. I've, it's always about, it's not about how much you have made in business. Hmm. Okay, yeah, because I find out that for most, I mean, I, I read a report of the billionaires that we have in Nigeria, for example, okay. Half of them do have a business of their own. Okay, maybe another, you know, uh, another uh, maybe twenty-five percent is actually because they were connected to governments. Mm. All right. So if you look at it in terms of how many people actually create, you know, their wealth by delivering value, by having a product, 
Okay, all right. Okay, so I mean, you can say I can I can say for example, I know when slot started from from the beginning. Okay, while I was working in Guinness, you know, he was serving with us. Okay, so I knew when he had a one one shop. All right, and I knew that it was about okay. In fact, if you hear his story, his story was that you know then he started with uh, with fixing computers. Okay, if you come to him and say you want to fix computers, sometimes your computer has issues. All they need to do is just dust it and use a vacuum cleaner to vacuum it, and your computer will come to you know. He says the other people that he was in business with, when you come and tell you that that's that's the problem that you have. The other people will be saying that you are spoiling business for us. When you have something that is wrong, you know, with your computer, they will tell you this is what is wrong with your computer. The other people would have added to it because, you know, a lot of people at that time knows little or nothing about, okay, computer. So the truth of the matter is that what, you know, set him apart was the integrity. Mm. I will tell you that, look, the first rent that he paid was somebody that, you know, that he has shown, proved himself that they, you know, they trusted him, gave him a, 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 a printer to sell to get an office. Okay, so it's, it's about integrity, it's about your value, okay, it's about how much money you have made. Because I don't know how you made the money. I don't know the principle you, you follow, I don't know the values you have had, in, you know, okay? So at every point in time in my journey, I'm looking for people that share the same value with me. I'm looking for people, you know, who actually created wealth, you know, by creating value for people, all right? There's a difference between, I think it was Aki Alabi that said, there's a difference between having a business and having an opportunity. So for example, okay, if uh, I know the president and they give me a contract of a billionaire, okay, automatically I become a millionaire. That does not mean that that will happen again, okay? But for a business person, he has a, a business model Okay, a sustainable business model that is in exchange for, for returns. Hmm. That's, that's the difference. Wow, wow, amazing, amazing. That's deep inside. So, you how about globally? Do you have entrepreneurs that you know come to mind? Okay, so I mean, uh, in terms of people that have followed, okay, I've followed different people based on their different skills. When I started, okay, because I wanted leadership. I joined the John Maxwell team. Okay, all right. Then when I started the expert business, you know, the first two people I follow was uh, Butcher Butcher and uh, Eben Pagan. Eben Pagan was my coach. Okay. Then when I needed, when I wanted to learn marketing, you know, I followed and I paid uh, uh, Graziazzo. Jim Graziazzo. So those are the people I've been following. So it depends on the area where I think that I needed to grow. I look for someone that is doing, you know. Yeah, unfortunately in Nigeria, one of the things we are lacking is the fact that people that have gone the stage, when you ask them how they've succeeded, they will tell you it is God. But out there in the Western world, you know, they are ready to, you know, to for you to pay them, for them to teach you, you know, the processes they followed, you know, what they did, and all that you know so i find it easier you know to pay for those people and they will expose everything they've done how they created their results and i think that's the difference here because again i think that the reason is because a lot of people don't have a model that they don't have a framework 
yeah. they don't have a framework that is creating value for them. Is that they have opportunity or they have a connection or whatever, and they you know they make the money and they can't tell you this is a repeated repeatable process in making that money. So that's 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 the difference. So I have people like John Maxwell, people like uh, 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 Eben Pagan, people like uh, Brandon, you know, people like uh, Dean Gazazio. So those are the people that I've been following and have been you know, they've been teaching me, you know, and that's how my journey has come come this far. Now, when it comes to the you know Nigerian business environment, you know, um, there's youth unemployment, massive you know youth unemployment. Uh, almost about 60% to 65% of our youth, they're unemployed. You know, how can governments solve that, you know, jigsaw puzzle? You know, what can they do to to kickstart entrepreneurship amongst the youth? Okay, I, I think, you know, all government can do really, all government, if you ask me, okay, I used to have this, this conversation with people, all right? I was a conversation. I tell them that there's no unemployment anywhere. People find it very difficult to believe. Okay, there's no unemployment anywhere. Okay, yeah. What do we have? I agree that people are underemployed. Okay, based on my faith, the Bible tells me that whatever your hand finds to do. Okay, so there is nobody that your hand cannot find something to do, and that's why I like my model. Okay, model means that you can start without having anything. So it's not issue of money, you know. I know that people have idea problem, all right? So the government can provide the enabling environment. That's all the government can do. Enabling environment, let there be power, let them, you know, let it be easy to register a company, let it be transparent, you know, let all the enabling and the environment that the government needs to create, create it. But when it comes to in terms of who is responsible for unemployment or underemployment, it's people generally. And that's why the work that people like you are doing are important, all right? You know, because at the end of the day, you are the one that will make up your mind and says, you know, I want my life to count, okay? I mean, for example, go to church. Even in churches, you only need to go to somebody and ask questions, and they will, they will tell you, this, you know, the answer that you are looking for. I tell people every day, you know, you only need to say, okay, I want to do this. What do I need to do? You have counselors, you have mentors, you have people who are ready, more than ready. I have never seen anybody that I walk onto and say, and say, mentor me. And they said, no. Mm. But the challenge is that people don't know how to follow up with mentorship. Mm. That's, that's, that's the challenge. So the resources are there, people are ready to help. You know, I have never seen, I, I, you know, one of my startup story was this. When I wanted to, I left Shell, okay? I had the belief that if you are, you know, if you are good technical in an area, then you understand the business that does the technical work, which is a lie. The fact that you are te technical in, in, in an area does not mean that you understand the business that does the technical work. Okay? So because I was doing IT, I was a technology person, I felt that the first business I should do, okay, is, was a, you know, a phone business. Okay? So I have gone and put in 3 million Naira as rent. Wow. Paid, you know why you know because i was coming from shell i had a lot of money and all that you know so i wanted to but i some i didn't even go myself to ask for help to ask for perspective to ask for counsel so you paid for an office space I, I i paid for an office space but one of my friends gostry called me and said before you run too fast let's look at what you want to do after you are transited 
So that's again, that's what how the likes of uh Uber and King came into my life. Wow, okay. So we sat down together and we looked at it. And the guy told me that you are just about to commit, you know, uh business suicide. And after we are finished, it was clear to me, okay, that I'm about to really commit suicide. Okay, it took me effort, you know, to get my one millionaire back. Okay, but that's when I learned that look, I have the support structures everywhere. I only need to take advantage of it. Yeah. I can tell you anyone that say, okay, I you they first need to make up their mind. I want to make a difference with my life. Yeah. But again, let's even talk about the fact that government does not provide the enabling environment. Who is an entrepreneur? Okay. An entrepreneur is somebody that solves a problem for profits. Mm. Okay. So when you are looking for opportunity, opportunity does not exist anywhere. The only opportunity that exists are the problems around you. Okay, so the best way to find opportunities to find problem, you know, and, and, and find a solution to them. Yeah. Okay, so even the government failure is an opportunity. Yeah. For people that have understanding. Yeah. The government failure is an opportunity. So we, I mean, government has never succeeded in, you know, in building people. All they need to do is build, the, you know, the enabling environment. Yeah. People have the responsibility, they have the support structure. Okay, so I mean, I, just look good now. Let's look at how many people are following this, this conversation. How many people are following this conversation? The value that you have been giving in this platform on a regular basis, how many people are taking advantage of it? Yeah, you know, they're looking for music, they're looking for, you know, fashion. Tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow is this government, it's not government. Mm. It can never be government. People got their priority wrong. Mm. That's 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 the that yes, government is failing, but that's also an opportunity on its own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. amazing. Well, we have been we have been having a very candid session with uh, my friend, my John Maxwell colleague, uh Isaac Daneke. He, he's worked in Shell, he's worked in Guinness, he's worked in FD, SF, FSDH, is an entrepreneur now, he's just released his new book about you know how to you know scale up your business. And I just want you to speak. I mean, some of my friends have recently just um, left paid employment and they don't even know, they, they have a huge stack of cash and they don't even know what to do. They, they lack the ideas as to how can one transit from, you know, paid employment to entrepreneurship, you know, okay, so, and not get the biggest bonds, yeah. Okay, so let me let me share my, my, my own story, okay? So that's again where the issue of mentorship comes. All right. Okay. So uh, when I was transiting after that, it was clear that my mentality as an employee, okay, would not survive, you know, entrepreneurship. So the yeah. mentality of an entrepreneur is different from the mentality of, okay, of a business person. So the first thing I was asked to do was to do network marketing. Yeah. Okay, so my mentor encouraged me to go and do network marketing. I'm not saying that that's the path, okay, to go, all right? Okay, why did he say I should go and do network marketing? He, you know, discovered that, look, you know, because of where I'm coming from, yeah. I'll be afraid of fear of rejection. I'll be, I cannot yeah. promote. So he says, go and do network marketing and be able to overcome that mindset where you are afraid of being rejected. Okay, so I went into network marketing. And build relational skills. 
build relational skill, they know how to, how to lead people. Okay, so that was practical leadership for me, you know. But I, again, you know, after one year, I was able to build a team of 1,500 people. Wow. Okay. Uh, but I did, the problem I had was that instead of, you know, the success to recognize me as a business leader, one of the products that the company are representing, you know, was selling was Akaline Coffee. Okay. So I was being, I was being recognized as a coffee seller instead of a business leader. And that did not excite me. So one day, as painful as it was, you know, I told my team, it was painful because a lot of people joined the team, you know, with the, you know, with the hope that I will mentor them into succeeding in their business. And I told them, and that's what, one of the things I tell people. One of the ways you know whether you are going in the right direction is to find out whether the success in that direction will excite you. Mm. If it doesn't excite you, that you are not on the right path. Mm. Okay? So I find out that the success, you know, and I was creating... And the identity that it was creating for me is not what excites me. So I told him, sorry, you know, I beg to, to, to resign from, from this airport. It was a painful decision. I had to leave a team of about 1,500 people behind, you know, but I had to, I had to you care. So again, you know, so if they want to, they need, they need hand holding. Hmm. Somebody that have gone through the journey before that can help them. Okay? They need mentorship, all right? And I think that the best place to start is to get grab a copy of my book. And you know, because wow. they need a bit of knowledge, that's where to start yeah. from. All right, you need to you need to you know renew your mind about what business is all about, what is important. So after that, you know, they like I said, one of the things they need to do is that they need to understand that every venture is an experiment. Mm. Okay, all right. So they need to start small and experiment, all mm. right, and check the result of the experiment before they go in full full fledged. Every wow. venture is experiment so that's what i have for them yeah wow amazing amazing you've shared so much tonight i mean even for those who are going to be joining us in the replay uh for those of us who have who are you know with us thus far if you have any questions concerning entrepreneurship just in the chat box uh just you know drop your questions will be oh wow wow we've had so many of our colleagues join us uh bridget election she said the only opportunity that exists is the problems around you amazing amazing this this lady is she's she's showing up and she's also a good friend of ubon king the late ubon king you know uh bridget um you know she's um one of the a few uh ladies that i i respect so much she she runs her own business you know from home and she's 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 showing up um she's just also saying that we should take advantage of support structures support structures you know, now um, you said an entrepreneur, uh, you know, who is just doing the business on his own is not a company. I mean, I mean, for you to have a company in the English world is a combination of, you know, more than one people. That's yeah. where you have a company. All right. So, again, one of the things I have learned in entrepreneurship is that, okay, I mean, people need to start their business with a mindset to sell their business. Mm. Okay, because you will never make as much money running a business that you make as selling it. Mm. Okay, but even if you don't want to sell it, build it with the mindset that you want to sell it, mm. which means that you have you have structures, you have systems. Okay, 
and be, 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 beside the structure and the system, what people are going to buy when they want to buy the, your business is that they want to buy first the people, mm. your team, and the system and the supporting structure. So if you don't have that, you don't yet have a business. Wow, wow. And that's where the work is. That's, that's, that's where, where the work is. Wow. That's where the model comes in. The model is first and foremost, okay, again, like John Maxwell teaches us, for everything you need to do, you need a team. Mm. Even in the product, in trying to discover an idea, you need a team. Wow. Okay, right? In testing whether the idea is correct, you need a team. And that's why John told us that, look, the first hire you should get at least is a personal assistant. At least we have two. Mm. Okay? Yeah, so because until you have one or two other people working for you, you don't have a company. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow. You, you, you've opened a kind of worms, you know, because the average uh, entrepreneur, you know, is, uh, uh, you know, in terms of cost, uh, you know, how do you manage cost, you know, particularly for those who are starting off, you know, because you, if you, if you incur so much cost like yourself, you, you, you rented an office and paid three million there, you know, you have not even started <laughs> making profit. And you said to yourself, you know, it's as if you are committing suicide. How do you balance it? Okay, so again, that's why, that's why I went to work, and that's why I released the book. Mm. Okay, all right? So like I told you, the first part of your business is trying to discover an opportunity, okay, that, you know, that solves people's problem. That does not require money. Mm. Okay, which is a discover phase. Okay. That does not require money. The second phase, okay, which is the start phase, which is the product development. Mm. Okay, again, all right, that does not, what you need is what I call the minimum viable product. Wow. What is the minimum viable product? Your minimum viable product can just be, you know, a sales copy. Mm. That's what, you know, okay, like I told somebody, somebody came to me and said, I wanted to start a restaurant business. Okay, I'm looking for uh, what's called. I'm looking for you know a place I'll use as my 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 shop or my restaurant. Okay, the rent is so much and all that. And I said, look, let's look at it. For this kind of person, what's their minimum viable product? Hmm. Their minimum viable product is a photo shoot of their kind of dishes. Okay, just photo shoot. Put it that out there in Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. On Instagram, ask people to order. You don't even need, you know. Okay, you are all you are doing that you are testing the whether market. People, the market whether they want it. Okay, so when you get response, you can interview them. Okay, and say what do you like about it? You know what do you like about it? In that case, what are you doing? You are building the product. Mm. There are some people that put some ad out there, and to just see whether what what does what does the offer do? The offer tells you the product benefits. The price, okay, and why you need to get it. That's that's a basic offer, okay. And the product does not exist. You have not spent ten cobalt to develop it, and you are seeing whether people are going to like it. Mm. So the moment you know, for some people, when they get the order, they will tell you, "Sorry, we are out of stock," but they don't have any products. Yeah, that give wow. them an idea. This product, people want it. Okay, all right. Yeah. So some people will say they pre-order. Okay, for example, after I wrote my book, I spent 10 cobalt printing it. Wow. Okay, so what I did was wrote, you know, an offer about the book. 
and ask people to pre-order. So it's important yeah. getting for, for pre-order that I'm, you yeah. know, I'm yeah. going to print. Yeah, yeah. Are, are you following that? Okay. So that's the, you know, so the product development phase, which is the start phase, is the point where you know whether people want the product. And you don't need, even if you want to buy the product, it must, it must be a sample, not, wow. a, tra not a trailer load. Wow. wow. That show people to say that I have this product. How many do you want? Wow. Okay, all right. It's only when people now say okay, we want it that you can now go and commit money, you know, to buy it because already you are sure that people are ready to pay. Amazing. So you don't need to spend all their money, you just need to understand the process. Hmm. Hmm. So it's about people, 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 you know, it's the opportunities around you. Wow. About people. It's about people. Wow. people are they ready wow. to pay for it? Is it what they need? Okay, yeah. So how do you find out what it test it and test it not with all your, your hard earned money? Test it what I call the minimum viable product. You know, wow. that can wow. be that can be a sales copy, that can be a picture of your product put out there with all the things that the product does, and wait and see whether people will say raise their hand and say, I like this, I want to buy. Wow, amazing. Wow, you you share so many nuggets. This uh this uh this evening now if if they want if uh those who are listening they want to reach you um you you know is this your website is valor uh www.valorcreate is it valor creator valor creator yeah okay yeah. dot com if you want to reach out to iSense and nikki you know is a guru on entrepreneurship and leadership uh you know it's much bigger than this he has over almost three decades of, of working experience, worked in Shell, worked in Guinness, worked in FSDH. He's a certified John Maxwell coach, a speaker and trainer. And he's also, um, you know, he delivers, you know, on the highest level, MIT, is Harvard, you know, trained. And so his, his, his CV is very powerful. In fact, I'm so intimidated to be speaking alongside uh -huh. you. <laughs> even as we begin to close you know i just want you to share two nuggets you know just go deep down and just share two things that you know you just want to part with tonight okay so i round up with it okay this is my experience i worked for a good number of my years for survival and the universally there are three three reasons why people work the first is for survival, and majority of people are there. The second reason that people work, okay, is after they're able to overcome survival, okay, is they, they, they work to save, to expand their life, okay? But the problem with these two uh, reasons for work is that they are all about you, okay? The only reason that the successful people work is to serve others. Whether you are a business person, whether you're an employee, whether you are a leader, the only reason, if you go to the Bible, the Bible talks about the Bible of talents. Okay? What are you supposed to do with your life? You're supposed to trade your talents. Okay? Can you imagine somebody that knows how a talent to sing and lock up himself and begin to sing for himself? It won't happen. So our life is about service, serving others. And if you serve enough people, yeah, I think it was uh, uh, who Six was Ziegler. 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 Yeah, he said if you help enough, you get the one. 
you want, you will get everything I want. And that's how I want to leave your audience with today. Wow, 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 wow. Amazing, amazing. Uh, I've been listening, we've been listening. I've also learned tonight uh, from a guru himself, um, Aneke Isent. Uh, he showed up tonight and, you know, he's, he's not just talking about, um, you know, making it, but he wants to live a, a life of legacy. And um, for those of us that are just joining us, you can watch the replay. Um, we've been sharing on leadership and entrepreneurship. For quite a number of people, they think that you need money to become an entrepreneur. You don't need money. You just need an idea. And people are also ready to partner with you. I remember 19 years ago, I left the banking industry, uh, became an entrepreneur. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's journey. You know, you keep on learning. You keep on navigating. It's not about some people come out from paid employment and go into entrepreneurship and they squander all their resources. Uh, and you also, you need mentorship. You need people that will guide you. And also, you need a circle uh, where you belong to, you know, people of like minds that will push you, accountability partners. So um, I, I just want to thank you, sir, for showing up tonight. And uh, for those of us that have uh, joined us and, you know, thus far, I want to also thank you for tuning in. Till next time, once again, I just want to say bye-bye. And do you have anything to say, sir? Okay, just to say uh, bye. We look forward to uh, a life of uh, of success for all that are listening. I hope that you know they will be able to put this into practice and make a difference in the world. Okay, stay safe and have a wonderful 2021. Till then. Thank you. Very much. Thank you. Thank you.